All right, what's going on, everybody? This is Ben Triboga, the Chief Growth Officer at Nexel, coming to you with our Otakon Super Podcast. I am here with Jack Davison. Jack, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we just met. I pulled him from uh, from the lobby. I think you're probably, what, headed home, maybe? Yeah, um, I've got a meeting at 12 o'clock with Latera. After that, I'm going home. But yeah, it was definitely for the band shoes. Love it. Amazing. Where do you call home? Uh, home for me is in Dallas, but originally from Bristol in England. I caught it from the accent, you know. It's, uh, I wouldn't have pegged uh, Dallas. Yeah, probably not. But uh, very cool, very cool. How'd you get to uh, Dallas? I used to work for General Motors. I uh, came across for work. Loved it so much. Stayed here. Married a Texan girl. Funnily enough, Jackson Walker did my immigration back in 2015. There so. we go. There we go. Yeah, it's full circle. So why don't you tell everybody your role? You're at... Uh... Yeah, I'm a director of end-user services at Jackson Walker. I look after anything that's end-user computing. So my main focus is the user experience, anything desktop engineering, help desk, and learning and development teams. Very, very cool. End-user experience, very, very important, right? If people don't use it, it just stays on the shelf, something like that. Yeah, user experience is something that we want to try and implement soon because we call it end-user services right now. Really, end-user experience is how we want our attorneys and staff to see the company. It's the experience that we provide them. Wow, nice. Very big vision. I love what you guys are thinking about. All right, so um, I know, because you just told me five seconds ago, you're new to legal. Really interesting. Um, yeah, what's, uh, this is going to be your first uh, Ilticon, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, my first ever Ilticon. I had no idea what to expect. My CIO brought me here. Um, my background is infrastructure management and logistics companies, so a big 100,000 users. Coming down to a small company of 850, it's a bit of a change. But for me, the biggest takeaway from legal and what I've learned the most from this week is all the products, the technologies, everything, all the hook-ins, all the CRMs. There's just so many different things that I've been learning about this week. And speaking with vendors has been probably my biggest uh, learning point this week. What um, I love your um, I love your take because I've been in I've only ever done legal my entire life so this is all I know I don't know anything what it would be like to work at a ten thousand person company so it's really interesting to t- have your take what um, we can be real here you know you, you, uh, legal's going through a process of basically moving itself from a practice silos everybody's kind of doing their thing to much more of an operation and service um, you know we're talking about Ilticon, but yeah what what do you, you thought about your first couple of months in legal how do you how do you find all of this interesting interesting industry to be in it's inspired about what's uh, what's possible it's interesting um very interesting so my biggest takeaway so far is that i feel like there can be a lot more streamlining and automation inside of the experience platforms um so one thing i've been big on at previous companies in the corporate side is we try and automate as much as we can we want to streamline everything for the attorneys make sure they shouldn't have to put in a ticket for like a simple software deployment that's the sort of thing that I want to try and automate and try and help with. Um, there's a lot of technology and software out there that I want to start using it a little bit more and start pushing the company into, into the future and getting that moving forward. One of the biggest things I've learned is the experience. We have to provide number one top service experience for our attorneys, for all of our staff. We want to make sure they're billing time. We want to give them as little downtime as possible. Um, learning from a lot of the comp- what the companies here, the, the vendors that I've met here and what they offer it's really going to help me align my tool set for what I'm going to be doing at Jackson Walker and pushing them forward. Amazing. So it seems like it was a good conference for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still learning things daily. I look at new acronyms that come in from lawsuits. I'm like, oh, cool. Let's go and Google that. Let's see what that looks like. Um, I'm learning so much every day. And just talking to the legal professionals here has helped me so much this week. Yeah, cool. All right. So uh, you fast forward. You're back in Dallas. Um, and you're sitting there four months. Let's say you want to explain this to your wife or uh, maybe to the attorneys who didn't go to Ilticon. What, what do you think one or two takeaways that uh, you're going to remember in a couple months that you feel like really solidified your, your experience? I think 
explaining it, for example, to my wife or even attorneys that aren't necessarily interested in the legal aspect, uh, the technology aspect of legal, it's explaining it to that to them in fundamental terms. The amount of work that us work, guys working in the technology side of things do to keep the company running, I don't think it's necessarily noticed. But that's a good thing. If the customers, if our attorneys aren't noticing what's happening, it means we're running a smooth, efficient, transparent operation. Um, so explaining that in like a basic terms for them, I think if I went home and said to my wife, what was I doing this week? I'd say I've been learning about new technology, understanding the things that we do like e-discovery, um, all the other different aspects that make up technology inside of a law firm and putting that into basic terms. That would be the best way that I would take that back to my wife. Well, yeah, that's uh, probably probably best. Simplicity really is uh, is is the key here. All right, so uh, coming, we're in H two already. Coming to the end, summer is sort of wrapping up. You know, you got the chance to be in Florida in uh, in summer. What a, what a blast! Yeah, what's on the outlook for you over the next couple couple of months as we sort of close the year professionally, personally? Yeah, what, what are you getting? Uh, so personally, I'm going to Mexico in a week's time. Woo! Yeah, it's going to take some time off uh, and have a break in Mexico. Um, I'm going to a conference in Miami called MMS, yeah. which um, if anyone's listening and you're in legal, it's a great end-user compute conference, and they really help with the technology and what we can do with the Microsoft side. So going to that one, and then professionally for me, both towards the end of this year, we're looking at hardware refresh next year. Um, we're looking at Windows 11 image, so we want to make sure we've got everything set up and ready to start pushing into Q2 and Q3 of next year and start refreshing our users' experience. Damn, all right. A lot going on, man. That's a whole lot happening for 850 turns. I don't even know what you were doing at GM. I can't even imagine the scale of the projects. You want to you tell us really quickly, like, what's the craziest project? You know, so much of us, everybody who's going to be listening to this, they come from legal. They've been in legal, you know, forever. Uh, maybe I'm just projecting my own insecurities, but I've never really worked in any other industry. What's the size and scale of things that you've sort of, like, done, let's say, in your time at General Motors? So I've worked for GM, Citibank, and a company called GXO. City was the biggest, 500,000 workstations. So I managed the whole of the imaging environment there, rolling out Windows 10 to 500,000 workstations. Uh, GXO, we did active directory migration of 21 domains down into one. So the, the scale that I've been used to and what I've been seeing is just completely different on the, on the law firm side. We're, we're, just, we're close to 500, 350 staff. So for me, it's kind of nice coming to an environment where there's probably just a couple hundred servers. And we've only got a thousand workstations. So for me, managing that, it's a lot easier to focus on the strong points that I've found from my previous jobs in the corporate side. Um, things like imaging, it's so easy. What is imaging? Sorry, sorry I say imaging. I'm operating system deployments. This is me being the technical nerd that I am. Got it. Um, so deploying operating systems and software, we want to streamline that process. We want to be able to do this in less than an hour. We want to make sure an attorney can do this from anywhere. Let's say an attorney loses their laptop and they're, on, they're traveling abroad. They can go into a store. They can go into the equivalent of Best Buy, plug it into the network. It's going to download a corporate image for Jackson Walker. They're going to be set up ready to go. That is my role, and that's what I'm trying to bring to the, uh, to the business. Amazing. Well, Jack, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I'll probably see you next year at Iltacon, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. All right? Cool. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Everybody. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel, coming to you with our Iltacon super, super podcast event. Who am I here with? Jorn Vanizaku. Jorn, uh, you and I have been homies for a little bit now, but uh, for everybody who doesn't know you, who are you? What do you do? So I'm one of the co-founders of Henchman, and uh, we're a company determined to solve the uh, problem with finding precedent clauses and definitions within the transactional legal spheres. Nice. Okay. So in the, in the contract transactional space, helping lawyers find incredible clauses and uh, yeah, making it Really, really easy to do, right? Uh, basically. Cool. So uh, is this your first Iltacon? Is this the first time you've been out here? 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You enjoying the uh, the Florida weather in uh, in August? But uh, yeah, what do you think of the conference so far? <laughs> Yesterday was a horrible day. Like the whole team was sweating spontaneously. Like not even not even walking. Like just standing and just having sweat attacks. Uh, that's uh, Florida in August. It just comes it comes to you like out of nowhere. But um, yeah, how have you found? So this is your first time. What do you think about the conference? First, uh, maybe key takeaways or first thing that surprised you? Oh, I mean, you know, first impression was very, very, very good. I mean, a lot of people were telling us like, that's the shit. Like you need to be at Iltacon. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we did. What surprised me the most is how fast people are picking up on i mean of course everybody's talking about gen ai and ai and and i think the conversations we were having with legal professionals i would say three months ago was like show me what you do with ai and i i think people have kind of matured or like you know learned a lot more that you know we shouldn't expect legal professionals to be good at prompting right and uh, i think more and more people are really going back to what use case are you solving and how how are you using AI to kind of fix that uh, to a second degree? And so AI is no longer the, the main, main, main focus. Uh, and so I think, yeah, it's the conversations have matured significantly around AI, I have to say. Yeah, that's crazy. In like less than three months, people have gone from like, shit, I didn't even know that this was happening to, uh, wow, now I'm thinking about it in use cases. Um, yeah, a lot of evolution happening, definitely. Yeah. All right, so um, you guys are originally from uh, Belgium. Uh, I don't know what are you going to do, and you're going to be back in Belgium in uh, three weeks, roughly. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be back in Belgium. Uh, cool, and the team's going to be doing whatever. Yeah. All right, so you're uh, you're four weeks removed. You're back in Belgium, hanging out, uh, having some chocolate, maybe having a what is it du- Duval? Is it Duval the beer? Yeah, having a beer, and you're trying to explain sort of your big takeaways to somebody. What would be your big takeaways? Bring shorts, um, and secondly, I think I'm, I'm quite. We're all quite impressed with how many vendors are here and how much the language reads and sounds alike. Sometimes, so what I learned is that it must be very challenging for you know vendors or you know, buyers that just started going through that process. Like you know, I, I think what I learned is that we can, you know, as a, as a company, help the future buyer or you know the current buyer a lot more and kind of laying out the landscape a bit better especially for the um let's say the uh, transactional legal professionals um yeah i know a lot out there right a lot of a lot of stuff coming to people um and there's no rules out here for how to sort of deal with it so i agree with you totally all right what's uh what's the rest of the year what are you guys going to do anything we should look out for um yeah we're going to be at uh, legal geek new york yeah. legal week i mean there's a lot of a lot of places where people can can find us and of course on our website as well man yeah okay bro you're uh love the henchman product love the henchman team you guys are for real awesome people and uh yeah i'm uh, i'm happy that you made it through florida in august at uh, another Ilticon. we'll see you back here next year i'm assuming right absolutely man absolutely and we'll bring we'll bring some duvels as well yeah some duvels awesome good beer such good beer all right thanks so much join but all right hi everybody this is ben sherberger the chief growth officer here at nexel with our ilta super podcast i'm here with olga mack olga mack what is your role position who is olga who is olga olga is the ceo of counseling clm today i'm building the future of law at lexus nexus 
And before, I've been a practicing lawyer and enthusiast for technology and law. Okay, so we're here at Iltacon. This is not your first Iltacon, I know, right? How many times have you been to uh, to the, the conference? You know, women like me do not disclose our age or number of conferences because if I can tell you number of conferences, you can back into my age. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be a mystery. Lots of things about Olgar and mystery. That's uh, that's why we're buddies. Okay, so first question for you as we wrap up. We're on day four here. What's uh, what's the most memorable thing or one of your uh, your most surprising uh, things that you found about uh, this year's Elticon? AI, AI. AI. But more than that, I, I don't need to be cute. What I do think is that we need to stop talking about that we need to supervise and actually come up with a framework and definition of success for supervision. Okay. Everybody's talking about AI. Um, yeah, I just spoke to Stephen Lerner and he was, uh, it seems like, you know, his takeaway was it's a divisive issue where on the one hand, law firms are jumping all in, no guardrails. And on the other, they're like completely walking out of the pool. Um, and that was his most memorable thing. What's, um, what do you think's happening with, uh, with legal AI? What's the, what's the vibe? What's the temperament right now, uh, at Ilticon, whenever it comes to law firms using it? Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you think? Well, so I've been part of the MIT, a lot of MIT task force. And had an opportunity to have many conversations at ILTA, at MIT, at Stanford, virtually and in person for the last six, eight months. Uh, what I what I see is a lot of enthusiasm for this technology. It's it's actually quite exciting to see lawyers excited about technology for the actually first time. Um, number one, number two, there are rules that already exist. We call them rules of professional conduct. The rules uh, exist, but the frameworks don't. So we know that we need to supervise. We know that we need to have duty of confidentiality, all kinds of things, but we don't know how. So we need to develop best practices. So I think those are kind of the top two things that I needed. Okay. So as you uh, as you go home, um, you're sitting uh, two, maybe three weeks from now, and you're thinking about Iltacon and you're going to try to explain it to, uh, your kids or, uh, you know, the random person on the street. What's like one or two takeaways that you would give somebody if they didn't go to Iltacon that they think, uh, that you think everybody needs to know that you took away? I think the number one thing, and I will say it, it's number one, two, and three is that Iltacon, unlike other conferences, is really focused on the intersection of technology, law, and business. And it leads by example by showing in many ways from exhibition floors to uh, various workshops how it's done well. There are many examples here of technologists, industry leaders and lawyers, and business professionals coming together excited about the future of law because future of law does not just belong to lawyers, it belongs to humanity. And I will not bore my children with that because I have teenagers and they will disown me. And I will not talk to strangers about it, about it because I will call police. But I do think that the intersection of business, law, and technology, that is one collaborative where experts come as equal without arrogance, learn from each other and build together is the most important outcome of, and learning from Iltacon. Oh, man. Classic Olga Mack. Very articulate, incredibly funny. Good job. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate the insights. Anything that we should be on the lookout for? What's the next couple of months? What are you going to do? Hey, 
we're in the middle of disruptive tech. Anything could happen and anything will happen. True. Just imagine this time last year, none of us were even talking about Gen AI. It's really crazy. All right. Thank you so much, Olga. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. This is Ben Chirboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexo, coming to you with our ILTACON Fast Rapid Podcast Interview Series. I'm standing here with Stephen Lerner, Senior Reporter, Law360 Pulse. I've been covering legal technology since 2020. Okay, so Stephen, um, I don't think that this is your first Iltacon, if I'm not mistaken. What's uh, what's been your first impression for Iltacon 2023? And also, are you having fun? What do you think of Disneyland? Yeah, I'm having fun. It's it's a cool location. Um, I, I think I think my first impression is just how how rapid the topic of generative AI has grown in the legal field. How um, open a lot of legal professionals are to the new technology, and also I'm incredibly impressed with how some, and I stress some, legal professionals are taking a more cautious approach and studying the technology while others are just diving in headfirst. Yeah, it's a brave new world out there. I love it. People really sort of either jumping into the deep end or like not even agreeing to go to the pool. So that was that's really interesting. I, uh, I didn't get the chance to go to those sessions, but... Um, Okay, so that's sort of first impressions. What um, what's something that you know you really found memorable? You've been here. Did you come every single day uh, of the week? What 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 was memorable for you over the course? When you reflect back, we're at day four here, kind of wrapping up. I know you're about to head off. Yeah, what was what was something that really stuck out? Oh boy, that's a that's a great question. I I, I do have to think about that for for just a second. But um, I think what really stood out to me, um was the fact that even though you're seeing a lot of the new Gen AI technologies, a lot of the vendors are still pushing their their other products. And that's sort of still find it remarkable that even in a, a world where Gen AI is dominated, you still need to have really good cloud management, practice management, um, document management tools out there. Some of those can use Gen AI, but they don't necessarily need to because it's, it's not the answer to all of the questions that plague law firms today. Um, a lot of legal professionals are still keeping a good open mind that some of the other tools and technologies that can help both their practice of law areas as well as the business of law areas. Beautiful. Um, okay, so we're wrapping up day four here. You told us some of your most memorable takeaways. Very good take with the Gen AI, but still, you know, the bread and butter. Um, uh, no, no surprise here about Gen AI sort of taking off. You know, when you... Um, when you think about kind of like big takeaways, let's change the question, you know, big takeaways that you go back, you're going back to work, you know, what do you think some big takeaways, some big, uh, some big pieces, buckets that, uh, that, that you would wrap up and give to somebody who didn't get the chance to go to Ilticon? What would they be? That's a good question. Um, I think looking back, I would, I would really focus on how legal, um, on how IT teams for law firms, including um, leaders in the IT teams are trying to prepare their attorneys for generative AI. I know it's the same topic, Gen AI, but just seeing how law firms are preparing for it by training their attorneys and preparing information and documents for their attorneys. At the same time, I know law firms are challenged by what to do with this new technology. Some are open to expanding their tech budgets um, to incorporating new Gen AI tools. Others are cautious and deeply concerned about the price tag for some of the Gen AI products on the market today. Um, so it's sort of interesting to see that dynamic 
Um, and then, of course, there's the big elephant in the room that I think no one's really discussion, discussing at this point. It's Microsoft um, between Copilot, their tool that might be rolling out soon, as well as a lot of law firms that are tapping into Microsoft's Azure technology to get their own large language models. Um, Microsoft is now trying to do to, uh, to generative AI legal to what it's done with all the other tools in legal. So trying to take over the space once again. So these are some of the big takeaways I'm getting from the conference just by my discussions with legal leaders. Beautiful. Classic uh, Microsoft move, uh, move in a way, right? Uh, never first, always heard a second and comes in and kind of eats it and plays it out. So very interesting. I know I can. It's amazing what one piece of sort of true, true revolutionary discontinuous innovation can do in the form of Gen AI builds an entire industry on top of it. Effectively, it's going to be kind of crazy to see how it put, plays out. All right. Well, Stephen, thanks so much. Any last words? Anything, uh, any big pieces that you're going to be writing? I know, obviously, you're a reporter for Lossy Dixie covering this beat. Um, anything cool that we should be uh, looking out for? Um, yeah, I just, um, there'll be, I'm, I'm interested personally in seeing how some of these tools, the Gen AI tools, are going to be rolled out of beta and then for general availability, hopefully in the next few months or sometime in the next year. Um, we're definitely going to cover that and see what the impact is for law firms. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, Stephen. Thank you very, very much. Good to meet you. And yeah, that's it from here at ILTACON 2023. All right. Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel. I am sitting down at ILTACON with... Ana Reyes. Ana, how are you? I'm very well. What? Uh, so we were just chatting and you're going to be the last interview of this ILTACON super podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What brought you to ILTA? How'd you make it through August in Florida? Barely. Hot, humid. Um, walking around has been very difficult. So I am at uh, Mayor Brown. I'm the assistant director of practice group management. Um, I've got about 25, 27 years of major law firm experience. Um, have been in Mayor Brown for close to two years. Amazing. You want to tell us a little bit about the role? What do you do? Really cool title you were telling me off off uh, podcast. It's a, it's a really interesting role. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more. Break that down. Sure. So I'm, I, I really do a lot of things. I, I wear a lot of hats, but I'm essentially a, like a mini COO that comes into practice group areas to bring in uh, operational excellence, uh, innovation technology, uh, financial um, um, health. Um, and, uh, and just a lot of workflow staffing decisions. Um, and the idea is to make practice groups leaner to create a model that is unique to that practice area, but, um, so, so tailored to them, but that leads to happy attorneys, paralegals and partners, and that that is reflected with a lot of money. So, that's my job, to make people um, a lot of money and make those practice areas profitable. Love it. So uh, I'm assuming that this isn't your first ILTA. Have you been here before? So I've never been to ILTA. Oh, wow. I've been to other conferences. Um, it's my first experience, and, and I've liked it. it it's, it's been very nice. Honestly, um, I, I stumbled across it, and, um, and I was invited traditionally at Mayor Brown, our IT department, attends this and I don't belong to the IT department. I'm more on the administrative side, but because I bring in technology and innovation, it just seemed like a natural thing for me to come to. All right. So we're, uh, we're sitting here, uh, last day, last couple of hours. I think we're 
all ready to head uh, home. Like, um, give me some, uh, give me some surprises or not surprises. What do you, what do you think whenever you're walking in here? Anything surprise you as you, as you leave here? So I, I think one of the surprises is that, um, AI seemed to dominate so many sessions, right? Um, everybody is, is, is trying to make decisions, uh, on whether or not to jump on that boat and how, and if, and to either experiment or, or commit Right. And so there are a lot of ethical uh, questions and um, around it and people are having those conversations. But it seemed to be like the most dominant thing of this entire conference. I am. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised, you know, it's sort of crazy how one revolutionized technology can sort of spur so, so, so many conversations. But. Yeah, in a, in a way, it's uh, it's surprising how quickly it's come. And another, I guess, it's that we're weighing with it right now is is not surprising because it's it's a it's a big technology, especially for this this legal industry. You know, you've been in the legal industry for a long time. Just quick take. You know, have you felt like this is a technology that has there ever been another time where some piece of technology has dominated the conversation as much as as much as AI? I think there have been. I think in the legal industry, there have been. A, there's been a lot of innovation, right? But nothing that is this big from a financial point of view. It totally makes sense, right? You you take AI and you automate, you customize, and systematize. So it makes sense financially. The ethical discussion around the use of AI in the legal industry is what makes it unique, and I think it's the first time we're having those conversations. Attorneys are thinking, are we going to be out of a job? Paralegals are thinking, are we going to be out of a job? And so, and, and how this is going to impact the way we structure law firm and, and legal teams and how we, how we bill our clients, um, whether or not we're going to lose um, opportunities to bill our clients with certain things. So, for example, right, if I have AI and we're in the middle of a huge litigation where you have to go through... 20,000 pages of documentation. And before we were making $20,000 off of that because we had a whole team doing that. But now our client can say, we don't need to send this to you guys. We can go ahead and use AI and then we can give you a summary. So I think that never before have we had uh, something this big that literally questions how we do business and, and, and how our attorneys are going to navigate through those things so i think it's um it makes financial sense but i don't think i've 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 ever been in a situation like like this one this is certainly the most um business and and, you know industry changing thus far I would agree, you know, and it's so funny that you just brought up this example about e-discovery. That's exactly how I got into legal technology. I was practicing. I was suffering through (laughs) a litigation case and a very, very simple um, uh, natural language processing e-discovery vendor I used and was basically able to do what I had not been able to do in about... uh, one hundredth of the time, you know, so it was incredible. I saw the writing on the wall, but, you know, come full circle. It's these sorts of questions are really starting to challenge not only the status quo, but what does it actually mean even to practice? So really, really interesting. And I liked your comment about uh, changing around even the nature and the teams uh, within law firms and how it's structured. You know, that's that's really interesting. Okay, 
back to Ilticon. We're going to come and bring it home. You're, uh, you're sitting back in D.C. It's four weeks removed from where we're at right now. What do you think the takeaways are going to be? What do you think is going to stick with you as you're sort of sitting back a little far removed? What's, uh, yeah, what's, what's going to stick with you? So, so Mayor Brown has um, been ahead of this conversation. We've been having internal conversations about AI. We've been experimenting with it already. I think my biggest takeaway and what I'm going to be thinking about when I get back is I don't think the question of whether or not we will incorporate AI to our business model, um, that's not the question. We're going to do it. It's just how we're going to do that and how we're going to navigate through these things, um, how we recruit um, champions internally so that we can begin to generate change, right, and partner with our change managers so that we do multiple things. One, educate people. Um, we remove, I think that bringing transparency into a t- topic that right now is very tabooed um, is, is, going to, is, is going to be a plus, right? So we remove the taboo. We reassure, we, we assure people that this thing is an enhancement, right? Not, uh, not an impediment. This isn't the enemy. So I'll be thinking about how to incorporate AI in the very mundane things, right? auto-generating emails for status uh, requests, right? Um, If we have identifying reoccurring things inside of um, multiple, you know, practice areas like litigation, are paralegals doing something every single time? And how do we bring AI so, so that it can do that and paralegals can turn to other more substantive work and doing the same thing with, with, um, with attorneys. My goal would be to use AI in order to make our billers' life um, better and to continue to provide excellence in the service that we provide currently to our clients and also reassuring our clients that while AI um, is a tool that we're looking to use, that you are still going to have the rainmaker litigator that is going to be there, that, that human factor that know-how, that experience um, will continue to be there. And so that AI will come to complement the delivery of services that we currently give our clients. No, no AI will ever replace the human relationship between client and lawyer or clients and law firms. Agreed. Anna, thank you so much for sitting down. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.